Play me, and I pray uh, you're doing well today. It's been a an interesting Thanksgiving for me. I've had some kind of we call it crud down here. You know, crud is the umbrella that encompasses everything you're going to go to the doctor for, and they say it has to run its course. You know, uh, there's no hope; just uh, suffer. And uh, so, you can either pay to have them tell you that, or you have some some good friends that will tell you that over the phone and not charge you, but you just do it. And it's been really bad because my nose has been stopped up and I haven't been able to really savor all of the good food that I've been around. And, uh, and I really miss that, so much so that, that when I am completely well, uh, I think we might just do Thanksgiving all over again. Because um, I cooked a turkey the other day and, uh, and I wrapped it in bacon. And let me tell you, let me just tell you, I think you could take a boot and wrap it in bacon, and it would be good. Because I'm going to tell you, that turkey tasted mighty fine. Even though I could not taste the fullness, just a smidget, it was mighty fine. So uh, anyway, I don't know why I'm telling you that other than to say that I love you so much that when we dismiss today so that I don't share the love that I have with all of this, I'm going to exit stage left. So it's nothing personal. I just love you, okay? So just remember that. Um, and you can just shake hands with each other on the way out. Or, or maybe Jonathan, he's at the back all the time. Maybe he'll step out there and shake hands with you. Um, and, and if we have visitors here this morning, y'all can really be confused. But uh, no, we, uh, God's good. Amen. Let's take our Bibles and let's find the book of Matthew this morning, chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. And I want to preach on the subject this morning of the name above every name at Christmas. And, uh, of course, during the Christmas season, we hear a lot of names, names like Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, other names. But I, those tend to come up quite a bit at my house, but uh, that's all good. But uh, there is a name that is more important than uh, LG and uh, you know, any of these other names that we are going to be inundated with uh, through this season. And uh, all joking aside, uh, it is about Christ. It is, it is about Jesus, his, his birthday, being the gift uh, given to us. And let's not miss that. And this morning we want to just dive into the, to the uniqueness of the name of Jesus. The uniqueness of that. So Matthew chapter 1, would you stand this morning as we honor the reading of God's Word? Matthew chapter 1, and we're going to begin in verse 18. We'll read down through verse 23. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you marry your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And now all of this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. 
Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word this morning. And Father, may we have understanding hearts and ears. Give us discernment. God, give us wisdom today. And may you be glorified in what takes place. And may you move and stir our hearts uh, to the place of obedience that you've rightly called us to, that we would be faithful people, surrendered to your Lordship. And Father, hide me behind the cross this morning. Might they not see me, but that they might only see you, Lord. We love you. We have you to ask you to have your perfect way in every heart again. We pray in Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, names are important. Uh, you know, you have a name. Your parents uh, gave you that name. Some names are unique in that uh, you were named after other people in your family. Or you were given a name that might have had a, a very uh, profound biblical meaning to it. Might be a, a, you know, a, a family type name or something like that. But your name is unique. Your name identifies you. Um, and uh, there's something special about that. I mean, when, when uh, you know, you call, someone calls your name, you know, you look, you pay attention. Uh, as a father or, or a mother, you know, you can be in a crowd of children and yet every, every child could say daddy or every child could say mama. But you know when your child says mama or daddy. I mean, there's the uniqueness about that name uh, and, and, and in the context of that, in the, in the tone uh, in, or, or the cadence even, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, unique. Names are special. And throughout the Word of God, a number of names are given to Jesus Christ. Now, there's some that we uh, remember and that we know right off the top of our head. And one of those places of Scripture is certainly is in Isaiah Chapter 9, verse 6. This is a familiar Christmas uh, passage of Scripture. Isaiah 9, verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. There, there are five unique names given by Isaiah to the Savior who will come. Now, in the book of Matthew, right here in chapter 1, when we're told about the birth of Christ, there are two names that are mentioned with respect to Messiah. Uh, he will be called Jesus. Uh, and then there is that, that comma and why that is important. Because he will save his people from their sins. The scripture goes on to say, as it is, was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 7, that a virgin will be with child, bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. This time of season, we sing a, a carol, O come, O come, Emmanuel. And it is a plea from the people of God that Messiah would come and, and, and rescue them. That's, that's the entire point of that song, that how we are in Satan's bondage and grip and that we need rescuing. Uh, and that Emmanuel is something that's unique because this is God with us. Now, 
I want you to think about this for a minute because, again, names are important. Names are important. We, we, we can, and we can just go off in all kinds of directions about, about this. I mean, you know, uh, whatever field you're, you're in, you're working in, whatever vocation or profession uh, that you are in, names are important. Supervisors, historical references to what you do, names are important. Uh, and, and so on and so forth. And there, there is such uniqueness about this name, Emmanuel, God with us, because it is so unique to the people of God in their understanding. So I want you to think about something for a minute. Isaiah makes this prophecy that God, this, this coming Messiah is going to be called God with us. Now, I want you to understand if you were, at the time of Christ, a, a first century, century Israelite, a Jewish man, a Jewish woman, a Jewish boy, Jewish girl, understand that you're living under the occupation of Rome. You have not heard a word from God's man for 400 years. Not a word, complete silence. And the next thing on the calendar of God is this proclamation from shepherds of the birth of Messiah. And understand that when Sabbath comes, you went to worship and you went to a place and you sung the Psalms, but everybody understood that there was this place in the back and there was this real big, thick veil that separated what went on in what they called the Holy of Holies from everything else that you could participate in. And understand, as a Jewish man, as a Jewish woman, you could only go so far. There was one man, once a year, who was the high priest who got to enter beyond that veil into the very presence of God to make atonement, atonement, Yom Kippur, Tishri the 10th, he would make atonement for the sins of the people one time, once a year. If you were a Levite and you weren't in the temple, man, that was great. But only one man, once a year, got to enter into that holy of holies to, to, to take the blood and to sprinkle upon the Bema seat. For, for mercy, for forgiveness. And the next year, he'd have to do it all over again. And Isaiah said that when Messiah comes, he's going to be known as Emmanuel. He's going to be God with us. And understand, here we are today, God's people living on the other side of the cross. God with us. The Holy Spirit in us the righteousness of Jesus Christ in us. I mean, if you were living in the day when Messiah was walking, I mean, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen God. If you've looked at me, you've seen the very face of God and how he ate with people, he fished with people, he had supper with people, he, he touched the eyes of those who could not see and brought healing. The lame would leap. And I mean, all of these miracles. I mean, God was with them 
walking around in sandaled feet in the world that they called home. And this Emmanuel, this God with us, he took a cross up a hill and laid his life down to redeem us that through faith he would always be with us. There would never be any separation. I want you to understand something, Christian. We should understand something that was the longing, that was the love, that was the hope of all of those Old Testament saints. They were living, looking for a time that they could experience what we experience every day through the very personal presence of the Holy Spirit. We have so much to be thankful for. So much to be thankful for. Emmanuel, God with us. Now, this name, this name Jesus, Philippians, Paul says in chapter 2 there, that it is a name that is above every name. Amen? We're told that the name of Jesus, that uh, there's not another name that's in heaven or on earth by which you must be saved. It's the name of Jesus. And we're told in the very first beginning of God revealing His plan to redeem us that there's going to be this unique virgin birth that will be miraculous for two reasons. Number one, only God could do that. But number two, it means that, that, that Jesus is really able to be Savior because He's not born of an earthly father. He's born of the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, when you read verse 18, and it says that she was found with child of the Holy Spirit, the Greek really means out of the Holy Spirit. That's what it means. It, it, it's, it's pneuma hagios. It means uh, the Holy Spirit. Ek, out of the Holy Spirit. That's what it literally means. There's no way to misinterpret that. I mean, we cannot mess that up. It's just that obvious. And that name means that so that we would understand that he is the only person ever born who is qualified to be your Savior. He's the only one that is qualified to be your Savior. And because of his miraculous birth, he's able to then live a sinless life and die a perfect death so there is no need for atonement every year anymore. Scripture tells us he died once and for all. Once and for all. He died a perfect death so he could be the satisfaction of all of our sins. Past, present, and future sin. Every one of them. He came in purpose to fulfill exactly what Isaiah said. He would be God with us, conceived of the Holy Spirit. So he is the, the scripture teaches us that this name is above every name and it comes to us by the very Spirit of God. And we need to understand that we could not go to God. So God come to us and even with salvation, faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word. And it is the Holy Spirit 
that makes known God things to dead sinners. It is God who does that. You don't just figure it out. The Bible tells us that carnal man does not understand or know the things of God. It is the gift of God giving you understanding, discernment, to realize that these things are true, that I'm a sinner and therefore I need a Savior. And understanding that, then you follow that with a choice to either receive Christ or reject Christ. And you do one of those two things. You cannot be neutral. And Lord knows today in our culture, we love us some neutral. We love to be neutral. We want to, be, we want to have a neutral opinion on everything. Well, God doesn't let you do that. You're either for Him or you're against Him. You're either saved or you're lost. There's no in-between where I got one leg in the kingdom of God and one leg in the kingdom of the earth. I'm on or I'm off. I'm not in between. He does not allow us to get away with that. God believes in binary choices whether we do or not. So Jesus is the only person ever born who is qualified to be Savior. He is everything with respect to the Christian life is initiated by the Holy Spirit. And the fact that we have Christmas today is because of the Holy Spirit, of God fulfilling thousands of years of prophecy and giving us the uniqueness of this name. Now, the name Jesus, this name that's above every name, it confronts us with our sin. Notice in verse 21 it says that she'll bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. He will save his people from their sins. Now we got a lot of problems uh, today in our, in our culture, around the world. A lot of problems. Physical problems. Psychological problems. We got a lot of problems. But our biggest problem is a sin problem. Our biggest problem is a sin problem because sin means to miss the mark. And there is a standard for heaven. There is a standard for heaven. God's standard for heaven is perfection. Sinless perfection. Heaven is a place without sin. So the body that I possess is not fit for heaven. Jesus told his disciples that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees. Scratching their head looking around. How are we going to make heaven? Because the standard for heaven is perfection. And the only way to get into heaven is through the perfected righteousness of Jesus Christ. That is given to us. By faith. That is applied to us by faith. 
I share the example with our young people. It's, it's taking the, this, if you will, a shirt that is, the, that is the, the, the purity of Jesus and you dress yourself in that shirt. And some people, if you give that to, they'll say, well, I don't need this. I don't want this. And they'll reject it. But you understand that, that I must be clothed in the righteousness of Christ if I am to enter glory. And I must put on that by faith in the Son of God. We've missed the mark. We've fallen short. We've gone off target. And the reality is uh, we cannot fix our sin problem. We cannot fix our sin problem. If you're sitting in a bathtub full of water, can you pick the bathtub up? Of course not. Folks, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. And we talk about pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and all this kind of stuff, self-made people. And that might work for a lot of things. And believe me, I believe in putting the big boy britches on and all of that kind of stuff and not, not having your Christ safe space and all of this stuff. I mean, I, we're ridiculous, but... But let me, let me tell you, you can't fix your sin problem. A lot of people try, but we can't fix our sin problem. And when we think about uh, Christmas, uh, we have sensationalized it. We've uh, sentimentalized it to some extent, and we've, uh, we've certainly secularized it. But I want to tell you what Jesus wants to do for Christmas. He wants to save your soul that's what he wants to do that's why we have Christmas it is a name that's above every name and it is a name that confronts us with our sin now also there in verse 21 this name that's above every name it confronts us with sin but it confronts us with salvation which is doing something in light of understanding that we're sinners the name Jesus was not an uncommon name. Uh, that's why when the Discovery Channel tells you they found a bone box with the name Jesus on it, it would be, it would be just like you going to the Great Smoky Mountains and walking in one of the 157 stores that sell knives with names on them down 441. And there's 157 of them. I've counted them. I've been in almost all of them. And I've been, I've been in all 157 of them. And I can assure you that if you've got a name like Steve or David or Michael, you can go in almost any of them and pick you up a knife with your name on it. But I can assure you of this. If your name is Angus, it ain't in no store. Not a single store. Man, when he had a bicycle, we wanted to get a personalized tag. We bought the tag and the letters, man. We're going to find that. Now, this, this name is uncom not uncommon. Every, you know, everybody, you know, growing up, I mean, the, the name means 
that Yahweh saves. What a, what, a, what a great name to name your kid, man, to be reminded of the goodness of God. It was not an uncommon name. But this name is above every name because the name of Jesus confronts us with salvation. I want you to think about something this morning. You cannot utter the name of Jesus without saying Yahweh saves. You cannot speak of the name Jesus without talking about that Yahweh is salvation, that He is the way. You cannot mention this name Jesus without talking about the reality of salvation. Our problem is sin and our solution is Jesus. You cannot say the name without bringing that up. You will call His name Jesus, for He will save His people from their sins. You know why you call somebody for help? You know why you call for help? Because you can't help yourself. You didn't need no help, you wouldn't call for it. And when you are in a situation where you know you need rescuing, and you know that, that, that you're in that desperate situation, then you can throw, you throw all pride aside. It doesn't matter. When, when it gets down to the point of, of perishing and you need to be rescued, you, you, do what's, you do what's necessary. You call who you need to call. It's an acknowledgement. I cannot help myself and I need help. That's why the Bible tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It means to rescue. The Greek used here for, the, for salvation is sozo. It's where we get our word soteriology. That is the doctrine of salvation. Soteriology, if, if, if you're a Christian and, and you're an evangelical or a Baptist, soteriology is the belief that there is only one way to be saved and it's through the shed blood of Jesus by faith. That is, what that is the doctrine of salvation. That it means to be delivered, to rescue, to be saved. And you're saved by acknowledging that you cannot save yourself by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what persuasion of, of denomination that you are more closely oriented with or toward. The, 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 the salvation of the Lord is not particular to American. It's for anybody. It's for everybody. Every nation, every kindred, every tribe, every tongue. Whether you're serving in America, you're serving in Europe, you're serving in Asia, you're serving down under, it does not matter. The gospel is still the gospel. There's one way to heaven and it's through Christ and Christ alone. And that is the universal meaning of Christmas. That's what it's all about. It doesn't matter. It's about Him. It's about proclaiming a name that is above every name and the only name that can truly save and meet our needs, the name of Jesus.
Paul in Philippians chapter 2, he says that it's the name that's above every name. But he said something about else about that name too, and I will, I will close with this. Not only is it a name that's above every name, but it's also a name that at that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And my friend, we, we're, we're going we're gonna to leave this world. We're going to live forever somewhere. And we're going to all meet Jesus. We're going to either meet him as our Lord or we're going to meet him as our judge. But we will all meet him and we will all be made known the reality of this truth one way or another. We're reminded in Scripture again and again that Christ is going to return. But prior to His return, He's made a promise to every blood-bought believer. He said that when He left, He went to prepare a place. And He said, I'm going to come again and I'm going to, now get this, He says, I'm going to take you and I'm going to bring you to where I am. In other words, for those of us living in this age, Jesus is reminding us that we're going in that direction. We're going up to meet Him, to be where He's at. That's His promise to the church. We're closer today than we were yesterday. That is home. That is the prize. He says, I'm coming to take you to where I am. To be with Him. The fulfillment of His great love and purpose for us in the church. There is a name. A name that's above every name. The name is Jesus. A lot of people say that name. Some people in our culture even use that name as a, as a curse word. To express dislike or discomfort. We know it, we say it. But do you know Him and that name? Do you know that name as Savior and Lord of your life? If not, the greatest gift you could ever receive is the salvation of your soul. And the Lord tells us very simply that if we call on His name, we will be saved. We will be saved. Would you bow your hearts in prayer with me this morning? Father, we thank you for your word. Father, as we stand in a moment and we sing a song of invitation, I pray, Lord, that you would grip us with the reality of this message, that, Lord, we would not lose the meaning and the purpose in this season. I pray, God, that if there are those this morning that do not know you as Lord, that, God, today would be the day that they would confess you as Lord. I pray, God, that if there are those that are just struggling, discouraged, God, you'd speak 
hope and grace to them in their time of need. God, help us to see the manifest love of Christ this morning in our hearts, to know it in our mind, and to to live it authentically. And pray, God, you'd have your perfect will and way in every heart today. Speak to our hearts, Father, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.